1: Welcome to the show. Again, it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you, sprinkling my message of love and influencing your life in whatever way feels resonant for you. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to discover authentic joy by following your true heart, yes. I've seen so many people pursuing happiness and joy, and the, it leads to this chronic condition that I've called when then syndrome. The when then syndrome means that when this happens, I will be happy, or when I achieve this goal, I will be in joy or I'll be happy. So it's conditional based on circumstances outside of ourselves. Authentic joy, is something that is a natural occurring experience. But we are programmed to chase it. So today we're going to go into how to organically allow authentic joy to rise up within you and to have more experiences of joy and happiness in your life. Regardless of your external circumstances, how do you Align with joy and happiness without chasing it. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So, I'm grateful that you're here listening, whether you're listening live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific or whether you're listening to the podcast in your own time. It's always live, it's always evergreen. And every episode is infused with healing energy and healing potential. As an intuitive healer, I set a very clear intention before and everything I do in everything I do to be like a vibrational tuning fork for you so that my message is infused with healing potential so that my words are infused with reminders of the truth of who you are and that it may resonate as deeply as possible. Now it may resonate for one person more than another person because I'm not out here to try and help every single person. Help. I'm help. I'm. here to align with delivering the message to those that are meant to hear my message. And then inspiring and empowering them to stand up inside themselves and be the message, to be the messenger, to become the teacher in whatever way that they're meant to. And that may be by leading by example. When we're doing our own internal work, when we're willing to look at our own stuff and clear everything and anything that is blocking love, then we become these beautiful examples of what's possible for others. So sometimes we become the teacher. Often we're the teacher by default. We're the teacher through our leading our lives and living our lives. And then there's others that are more called to teach, and that may be you. And it's essential that we continue to do our own internal work so that we can be the clearest possible channel and extend the message we're meant to in the way that we're meant to, when we're meant to. So for me, this radio show is very clear It's a clear platform for me to extend the message that's coming through. And although I usually get a title and a description ahead of time, I'm here to be the clearest possible channel to allow the message to come through in the way it's meant to for you, for whoever's ears are listening, directly or indirectly. It's an invitation for everyone including me, to be the change. To embrace change and be the change we wish to see in the world. One of my favorite quotes. How you show up in life has an impact. And the invitation each week by joining me in these radio show episodes and listening to the podcast replays is to say yes to be the change, to play your part, to heal yourself. It all begins with yes and the energy of yes. And I'm going to be talking about that today as well. When we explore the pursuit of joy and happiness, when we look at joy and happiness, the world's definition of it, or the world's version of happiness, is actually programmed with a foundation of fear. It's actually not pure, authentic joy and happiness. It's sprinkled with fear. It's sprinkled with programming. There's so many people chasing happiness yearning for it, wanting it, running after it, searching for it, seeking it. And we waste so much time and energy chasing something that's actually, it's an illusion. It's not something we can ever really catch and bring into ourselves because it's not outside of ourselves, but we're programmed to seek and find we're programmed to look outside of ourselves. Joy and happiness don't reside outside of us. They reside within us. The same way peace does, the same way love does. When we're in alignment with that knowing in our heart and our mind is in sync with that, then happiness and joy naturally arise. And it's not necessarily sustainable. If we're going to be here in our human experience, in our humanness, we we need to still have those experiences of other emotions. That's part of our human experiences, going through different emotions. We're emotional beings here. And when we're having an experience of our humanness, we may be in grief. We may feel some sadness. We may feel anger. We may feel other human emotions that don't allow happiness and joy to naturally be present. But in the, at the soul level, they're there. We just may not have a human experience of it in every moment. So it becomes this chase for it. And when we finally do achieve it, we're afraid to lose it. Or when it goes away, we judge ourselves. Why can't I just be happy? Why can't I sustain it? So there's a lot of reasons why joy and happiness are not sustainable. And some things we can do something about and others we just need to accept. We can have an underlying peace and that can bring us joy, even in grief. We can have an underlying peace and that can be experienced as a feeling of happiness. Peace is sustainable. We can be at peace on a deeper level and have our human experiences and maintain that peace. But the experience of joy and happiness can come and go. So my invitation is to stop chasing it, to stop seeking it, stop wanting it, just to allow and to focus more on alignment. When we are in alignment with our true heart, yes, joy and happiness naturally arise. It's a feeling that we have inside of our heart of a smile And that smile just happens to come onto our face a lot of times if we allow it. I believe I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again. It's coming into my awareness. I went to, I was at a convention and I went to Brendan Bouchard event and I saw him speak. He spoke for about an hour and I was really inspired by his message and Then with, I think it was the next morning I went to see, I went to the main convention area and Tony Robbins was was performing. And I think his talk was, or his his 45 minutes, maybe an hour. It wasn't a lot, but obviously if you've ever gone there, you get all pumped up. And those two experiences really shifted a lot for me in, in the physical level, in the physical body, in the emotional body. And this is probably about five or six years ago. When I went back to my hotel overnight, I felt this shifts happening and these energies marinating and moving and shifting. And I woke up and I felt like really happy. I just felt this like joy and happiness that I hadn't felt in a long time. I guess prior to that, I had been quite sick and I had a lot of health issues that really kind of kept me on the couch for the most, most of the time. So when I woke up, I felt this like real happiness and joy. And I felt like I was smiling ear to ear. I literally felt like I had the biggest smile on my face because I felt so good inside. That outer expression of happiness and joy was just like, it It must have been the biggest smile in in my mind. That's what I kept feeling. And I felt this feeling. I got up and I went to the mirror. I went to the bathroom. I turned on the light and I and I looked in the mirror and it was like, I was smiling in every possible way except my face I had the most like mournful look on my face I had there was no inkling of a smile at all in my lips or in my cheeks in even in my eyes my eyes and my face looked heavy and sickly is the word that came to me I look I looked sickly, but on the inside, I felt such an expansion of happiness. I'm like, how can the inside and outside look so opposite? And I realized in that moment that habitually, my cheeks, my face, my expression was still programmed for the illness and the health issues that I was having. And it was still in that memory of being ill. So when I woke up in the morning and I was not feeling good for so many years, of course, I'm not going to be smiling. I was not smiling on the outside. I was not smiling on the inside. I felt like crap. I felt like it was really challenging for me to get out of bed, but I could find peace in that and peace was sustainable. So when I had this experience, I'm like, oh my God, my face is actually programmed. It's like on a default setting of illness heaviness blah whatever you want to call it it didn't it didn't match what i was feeling on the inside so my question is let's look at i started to look at whatever, what are our default settings if i have default settings in my face in my physical face what are my default settings in my physical body what are my default settings in my mind what are my default settings emotionally? I talked about default settings in the way of our capacity to love. We have these internal set points. We create these internal set points and they are experienced on the inside and the outside. And when we start to shift things on the inside, sometimes the outside doesn't shift right away. Whether that's our physical face or our environment. So sometimes we need to make a conscious choice. Sometimes we need to create awareness and see where we're not in alignment, where things aren't lining up, where things aren't in a match, and make a conscious choice to shift there's or follow the guidance and, and lead to that will lead to us making the shifts on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, so that our internal and our external environment can respond to that vibrational attunement to a new way of being. It was in that moment that I was looking in the mirror and I realized how much joy and happiness I felt on the inside and how the opposite was showing on the outside of my face. I started to recognize this need for inner and outer alignment was even more prevalent. I started to look at people's faces when I was going, I was still at this convention. So I'm watching people, watching people on the street that were in the convention. Of course, everyone's pumped up from the convention. So most people were smiling for the most part there, but looking at people on the street and uh, on my way home, traveling at the airport and, and making the commute, I started to really watch people's faces. And most people, like 95% of people looked miserable. And as an intuitive healer, I got really curious. I'm like, what are they feeling on the inside? When on the outside, they, by default, they look miserable. They look angry or miserable or blah or uninterested in life. Empty. Some of them looked empty. So... And then the opposite can happen too is we can actually look happy and there's I have clients that actually use happiness and humor and laughter as a, as a denial or a default setting to go to to avoid what they're really feeling on the inside. So on the outside, they look happy, but on the inside, they're empty or they're angry or they're terrified or in grief denial so how do we align the inner and outer experience of life whether it's our physical body on the outside appearance and our physical body on the inside or emotional on the inside and outside our beliefs how do we align all of that well the first step is creating awareness Because with awareness, at the moment we have awareness, change has already begun. The moment I looked at myself in the mirror and saw that my outer expression was so opposite of what I was feeling on the inside, it changed my experience. It changed and started to shift and I started to heal and I started to remind myself what it meant to to authentically smile again to find joy in my cheeks, in my face, in my lips, like to actually experience the joy as an outer expression of my faith, And I started to actually feel lighter. My facial expressions changed and I didn't look as sickly throughout the day. But it became a habit. I I would find myself back in that default setting. I would find myself back, if I looked in the mirror... I was looking for what, what, what is my face showing out into the world and how do I feel on the inside and does it match? Is it in alignment? And I started to shift it day by day, moment by moment. I would take the effort and the intention to change the programming in my face, the programming in the cells of my face. reminding myself how to smile again, reminding myself what it's like to not have my face and my eyes feel so heavy with the, the illness that I experienced. And everything started to shift. And I started to see this spark in my eyes again. I started to see this light in my eyes again. And it was interesting as I started to shift it within myself. And then on the outside, it started to reflect that I started to actually see the mirror back and people would actually walk by and then kind of take a moment and kind of take a step back and smile like they were almost surprised at how much light I was emitting. So on the inside, I was emitting that light. But now on the outside, I was doing the same and they could see it in my eyes and they could feel it in my presence. But but it was an experience of looking and, and kind of catching people's eyes and, and they would smile. I remember hearing the words, I was guided to meditation around it and I, I, I heard the words, always be ready to smile. And I haven't, I forgot about this, this lesson and I love that it's coming back in because it's going to remind me to do it again. And what I started to do was I was on the ready Basically, I had a smile ready to go. So if I was walking down the street or if I was in the grocery store, just doing day-to-day stuff, I was ready to smile. If someone was willing to make eye contact, I was ready to smile. And when I did, 99.9% of them smiled back. And sometimes it caught them a little off guard and they get, you could tell they were a little uncomfortable and then maybe they got a little embarrassed, but they would smile like a little smirk, a little like something would shift. So that natural happiness and joy arising within me, allowing it to be expressed through my gestures, through my face, through eye contact, through a, an actual smile with my cheeks and my lips started to actually ignite and spark that joy within them. Even if it's just a little bit, even if I just touched on it a little bit. When we are in alignment, joy naturally arises. It's organic. It's not something we need to chase or find or create. It's not something we need to make happen. It naturally arises within us. If it comes and goes, that's totally okay. Don't allow it to come. Like if it comes, don't grip it and hold on to it and be attached to it. We can be open to it without attachment. Those are two of the principles in heart led living in one of my books. Be open to anything, be attached to nothing. And it's essential. It's essential that we look at our default settings. What are your default settings in your physical body? What are your default settings emotionally? What are your default settings mentally? What are your thoughts and beliefs around happiness and joy? this programming around happiness and joy happens very early on for us. We have these internal set points and basically based on our experiences when we're younger and we learn these experiences from our parents as well. And those people around us in our environment, we learn what our default settings are and we determine over the years based on our programming, these internal set points. So for happiness, for example, on a scale from 0 to 10, 0 being low, like nothing, and 10 being the highest we can possibly experience happiness, we have these internal set points. And they become these comfort zones. So for me, physically, I had a comfort zone in my face. It was familiar, not necessarily comfortable, but it was familiar. My default setting for my face and my facial expression was illness. When I started to change that, I started to raise that internal set point and I started to raise my or change my default setting. And we can change our default setting on every level physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically. When you look at your default setting, what is your default setting? What do you believe your default setting is? Up until now, for happiness. Mine was quite low. It was more like three. Because there was times where I was when I was really happy as a child, I actually would turn around and see the grief and the pain, and I would feel it all. Because as an emotion, as an intuitive healer, I could feel everybody's emotions. I can feel everybody's pain. So when I looked around and I was happy and everyone else was miserable or unhappy or gr- grieving or angry or in pain or stressed I felt really guilty I felt guilty for being happy if I felt guilty for being in joy so I would dim it down I would tone it down I would pull back away from happiness and try and match where they were so that they wouldn't feel worse or that I wouldn't feel like I'm bragging I'm happy you're not like it just it didn't feel natural for me to be in that state of happiness and joy when others around me weren't so I would pull back and go into a lower default setting and that became very familiar to me because I was a people pleaser I was a chronic people pleaser I didn't want to leave others behind I wanted to belong there was a lot of things that fed into. My choice to lower my default setting for happiness. Now, this all happened on a subconscious level. It wasn't something that I was thinking about making happen. It just happened. It's part of our human experience. This is what we do. It's part of our programming. The ego loves to play a big role in all of this. The ego takes over, makes us feel guilty. And when we feel guilty, we want to feel better. So we either change how we're being, or we project. So when we shift over and over again to these lower vibrational feelings and we let happiness kind of take a seat on the sidelines, then our internal set point lowers. So growing up along the way, you created an internal set point. Now, as you're becoming more conscious and more aware and you want to change that, you need to change your internal set point. What are your default settings? What are your emotional default settings? What is your go-to emotions? Is it blah? Is it anger? Resentment? Is it complaining or blame? Certain behaviors coming in? What is it? What is your default setting? What do you believe your default setting is? What is your internal set point for happiness? What is it for joy? Joy and happiness may feel different for you. and You may have different experiences and relationships with them. What is your internal set point for love? I talked about that in raising your capacity to love in another episode. our internal set points can be determined based on our environment as well. So if we're in relationship with our family, our internal set points can be different than if we're in relationship with friends. So it's essential to kind of notice how you are in certain circumstances, how you are, are you happy in certain circumstances and unhappy around other people? Someone who's maybe a chronic complainer or someone who's really not happy in their life? Do you dim down? Do you lower down to their set point? Do you lower your vibrational alignment there? Be really deeply curious as to how this all plays out in your life. And the more you do that, the more you'll create awareness and you can change it you can shift it. The first step is awareness and then there's an acceptance about it. It is what it is. This is how it's been. No big deal. What are you going to do moving forward? So make sure you practice acceptance because if you judge it, you're just adding more fuel to the fire for the ego. It helps a lot of times to align with your definition of happiness and joy. Now, I've talked a lot about the ego game of opposites, and I've talked about that programming and how the ego is a clever hacker and has embedded these self-sabotaging viruses in the back of our mind. It's basically programmed these ego dictionary definitions of common words in our lives. So I can ask you, what do you believe about happiness and joy? And you could probably tell me what happiness means in the world or the world's definition or the Google dictionary definition. You can tell me what happiness means to you in your life or what you think it means. And then there's what you really believe to be true about happiness in your subconscious mind. So we have these thoughts and ideas in our conscious mind. This is the dialogue that you hear. This is the thoughts that are going on in the mind. This is the chatter that goes on up there that you actually physically can hear and experience. And in the subconscious mind, you have your beliefs. Your beliefs are determined based on your experiences in your life. They were created early on in your life. And some of those beliefs are still from early childhood. And some of those beliefs are still from previous trauma. And some of those beliefs in your subconscious mind are completely opposite of how you wish or desire to live your life now. But here's the kicker. You can have a thought or desire in the conscious mind and you can change your conscious mind. But without changing the programming in the subconscious mind, without changing those beliefs that are deeply embedded there, and some very cleverly hidden, they will act as a filter and lead to self-sabotage. You will sabotage happiness. You will sabotage joy if on some level you do not believe you deserve to be happy. You will sabotage happiness and joy if, on some deeper level, in, sub, in the subconscious mind, you have a belief that if you are happy, other people suffer, or that you should feel guilty for being happy when other people are not. So it's essential to know what is programmed in the subconscious mind. In the one way, the one most effective way that I have found recently to Expose that is using the ego game of opposites. The ego game of opposites is a program masterclass basically that helps you shine light on what's really programmed in the subconscious mind. It actually helps you get back into the nitty gritty background viral impact of what the ego has embedded there. So you can take that virus from the computer of your mind, and quarantine it, delete it, and reprogram it. That's what the ego Game of Opposites is designed to do, to change your subconscious programming, to change those tapes that are playing in the background that you don't physically hear in the mind, that you don't physically hear with your ears anymore, because you already believe them. So they're just playing in the background like the hard drive of a computer, a lot of stuff going on in the hard drive in the background that you don't know about. That's what's happening in the mind. So the ego game of opposites is one of the most powerful tools I've experienced in the last 25 years of doing this work and working with clients. It is one of the most powerful tools I have discovered to change the subconscious mind. And if you want access to that, you can get access to that on my website. And if you become a free open level member of our Heart Yes Movement and Heartland Living Community you can have access to that for free through our Heart Yes gift set. So you can go to heartledliving.com and opt in to become one of our free level members. You can become an expansion level member or core level member if you want to, if you feel drawn to diving in and, and having me as your mighty companion, having live access to me each week as your healer and coach, and then be able to ask me questions to be able to to join and and receive healing each week in in these beautiful healing circles that we do live calls, then by all means, jump into the expansion level or the core level. And you can still join at the open level, which is the free level and receive this Heart Yes gift set, which includes a Heart Yes check-in kit, a check-in tool, as well as the Love Deeply Now meditation and access to the ego game of opposites master mind, the foundation edition. So that you can start to actually reprogram your mind. Shine light. What is there? And what do I really believe about joy? What do I really believe about happiness? I, th- I think I know what I believe, but what's really programmed in the, the computer of my mind? When you can expose that, bring it into your awareness, quarantine it, delete it, and reprogram it, your experience of life on the outside is going to change. Your internal environment is going to change and your experience of life and your external environment is going to then reflect the changes and the shifts. So it begins with you saying yes. I want to talk about the energy of yes for a moment and your heart yes. When we follow our heart yes, it leads to our the most amazing path full of miracles. When we follow our heart, yes, we're actually bypassing the mind. When we lead with our heart and follow that energy of yes, what we're doing is saying yes, in spite of what I believe in my mind. I'm gonna move through the fear in spite of the filter of fear in my mind. There's real power in the energy of yes. There's real potential in the energy of yes. We are so programmed as a society to focus on the no, to focus on the energy of no. That door's closing. Now what? Why is that door closing? What's wrong with me? What's wrong? Why didn't that work out? That's all no energy. Focusing on the door that's closing, staring at it, wondering why, asking why. The ego loves when we ask why. The energy of yes is about recognizing, okay, that door is closing. I don't understand why, and that's okay. I can accept that. I'm open to guidance. I'm open to an understanding, but I'm not attached to needing an understanding. And you release it, and you say, okay, where is my heart leading me now? And if we turn and look away from that door, chances are there's going to be another door open or another sign saying, come this way. Or a breadcrumb. It can be something small, little breadcrumb right in front of you. Follow that. Follow the heart yeses. The heart yeses will lead to anything and everything you can even begin to imagine in your mind and so much more. Because it's bypassing those filters. So there's a knowledge in our mind which holds all our thoughts and beliefs. And we have this container of knowledge based on our thoughts and beliefs. And then we have a knowing in our heart. Two very different things. There's knowledge and knowing. We become so invested in gaining knowledge that we've disconnected from the knowing. Or we are trained and programmed to be more invested in the knowledge than following the knowing. Knowing in our heart goes beyond logic and reason. It goes beyond the mind. It it actually bypasses the filters. So when we follow our heart and trust our intuition, in spite of it being maybe not in alignment with our minds or what we think is possible, we are actually bypassing all of our programming and filters. So there's a lot of times in the past where I would make a heart-led decision. There's a lot of times I would make a decision in the past with my heart where my mind was not totally in alignment. And it's in those times where I was able to follow the heart in spite of the fear, to lead with my heart even when it didn't make sense, to follow the guidance even when it didn't make sense to others and especially when it didn't make sense to me. When I was able to do that, the miracles that were on my path were unbelievable and remain to be that way because I literally live my life through my heart. When I feel resistance, when I feel the trigger, I know that my mind is, is there's something I need to look at there. There's a programming, there's a level of programming in the subconscious mind that I need to expose and reveal and heal. So I use the triggers. I use the resistance as fingers pointing to my leftovers. And then I shift back into what is my heart leading me to do? I follow the heart yeses. I follow that energy of yes all the time now. It was not my default setting. It is now. I've changed it. I've shifted it. I've created a new habit. And you can too. One moment at a time. One heart yes at a time. One decision at a time. One breath at a time. That's all it takes. Just focus on the here and now. Follow the heart yes now in this moment. What is your heart leading you to do? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? Where is that energy of yes within you? Can you invite it to expand? Can you shine light on it? Can you drop right into it, sink sink right into it, feel it, experience it? What does it feel like? What does a yes feel like, taste like, look like? What is the experience of a heart yes within you? Usually it's an expansion. Usually it's a feeling of, of light. Usually it's a feeling of a lift. Depends on the individual. It feels different for each person. And you can use the Heart Yes Check In tool on my website. It's free on the homepage. You don't have to even opt into anything, you can just go there and access it. It's really essential that all of us start to really align with that feeling of yes within us so that we can start to operate from that deep place of knowing. And when we're operating from that deep place of knowing, we're, we're tapping into the divine within us. We're living life by divine. We're bypassing all of our default settings. And we're shifting to trusting that beautiful force within us, within each of us, to lead us. And when we lead with the heart, the guidance that comes through is for us and everyone else. When we are in alignment with that beautiful heart, yes, we are serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. And the experiences that we're guided to have and move toward are experiences that are actually serving us and everyone, everyone that's indirectly or directly involved. Because we're being led by the divine. We're letting that spirit within us that we're all connected to lead the way. And that's a gift for everyone, for all of humanity, for our planet, for everyone, everywhere, including you. So I'm going to encourage you to follow your heart, yes. Follow it over and over and over again. In every moment. And begin to develop a deeper trust with it trusting your intuition again. Imagine being able to make decisions from that heartfelt place, from a place of clarity and confidence, standing in that knowing, unshakable confidence, standing in that knowing, unwavering faith, aligning with that knowing. That feeling of heart, yes, emanating from within you Exuding that energy, that's a natural recipe for joy and happiness. Joy and happiness will naturally arise when you're in that place. And it can be a peaceful happiness, a peaceful joy. It can have an underlying peace or it can be an expansive joy or expansive happiness There was a period of time when I was younger, I would have these laughing fits and literally I would start laughing and I couldn't stop laughing. It was like energy moving through me and I just, I couldn't, I had no control over it and people would try and get me to stop laughing and I just, I literally would laugh even harder and then I would laugh because I was laughing and then other people would laugh and then I would laugh at them and it was just like one big, you know, giggle fest. And there was a period of time where they all went away. There was a period of time where I I don't even remember smiling much and I don't remember laughing much. And when I did laugh, it was very minimal. I started to have those giggle fits again. And I had one just the other day in the morning. I had some shift happen and I had this awareness and I was just feeling really good inside when I woke up. And, And my husband looked over at me he's like, smiling. What, what are you thinking? I'm like, nothing. I'm thinking of nothing. I'm just smiling. under the revealing this joy. I just felt this joy and this happiness rising up inside of me. And it was just like contagious. And he was just like, there must be something. I'm like, there's nothing. I'm like, literally smiling at nothing. And it feels so good. And then I just started giggling. And I don't even know what set it off. Maybe he said something. Maybe I did. I don't even remember what it was. But I started to giggle. And I couldn't stop. I had this like total giggle fit. And he's just like rolling his eyes and then he's laughing at me and he's just like smiling at me. It was like, I just couldn't stop. It didn't matter what happened. I just, it was a good five minutes. My my stomach, my abdominal muscles started to ache. I was laughing so hard. It was like in this full on giggle fit and it felt so good. There was so much energy and so many endorphins released from that. That, that was that natural expression of joy and happiness coming through that I used to have these bursts of when I was little but I felt guilty for them afterwards so I really learned to dim them down and shut them off and now it's a it's a process of remembering and allowing and turning them back on and turning it up a little bit more and maybe raising the roof a little bit more on my set point and the next time raising the roof we don't always have these quantum shifts when it comes to raising the roof on these internal set points. But just an inch or two, just go from a three to four. What would it take to go from a four to five? And it helps to remember what brings you joy. What naturally brings you joy? What kinds of things in life actually can you experience happiness? And it's not about when then. It's like when this happens, then I'll feel happy. It's just like what now, what now comes in and naturally allows joy and happiness to arise when you experience it. So for me, if I'm driving along or walking along and I see an animal, like the other day I saw this raccoon cross the road and I saw these two baby raccoons cross the road. So they're all like scurrying across and I'm slowing down and watching them. And I know there was no traffic around, so it felt really good for me. And I was just watching them and they'd stop and they'd look at me and then they keep going. And that just brings me joy. I smile. Like I just, I can't help but smile when I have these encounters with nature. And I always say it's like when nature says hello, when animals say hello or nature says hello, it just fills me up. I just have this experience of joy. In When I'm snorkeling in Turks and Caicos, I have that experience too. I've had that experience with a turtle where I suddenly come across the sea turtle and he stops. And we at this one point we were just staring at each other and it felt like 30 seconds to a minute. It was a long time. We had this little interaction like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while because it was my first time back after being away for several months. It's those encounters that just naturally bring me joy. And it can be a bird. (laughs) a hummingbird coming to my planter outside on my balcony. Or it could be a horse or something big. It doesn't matter what it is. Any encounter with nature for me is joyful. So what brings you joy naturally? What allows happiness to naturally arise up within you? Maybe it's a certain relationship, a certain individual that you can be around. One of my closest friends has uh, she just exudes joy that's just her she's just this bursting energy of joy and I love being around her and this weekend I went to go visit her and her youngest son was there and he's like Sue I haven't seen you in so long and he gave me this big hug and he was just like so excited and so alive with life and I said how are you doing he's like life is great it's awesome and off he went And it was just so like, I'm just like, wow, he's just a bundle of joy. And she's like, yeah, he's really incredible that way. And I said, I can't imagine where he gets it from jokingly because she is so much like that as well. Really this joy for life. This expression of joy naturally arises within her. Wasn't always that way when I first met her. She was a bundle of anxiety. And now she's this like, beautiful beaming energy of joy and that's what comes with doing our internal work that's what comes when we get into alignment with our heart yes when we're in alignment with our heart's path so my invitation for you is to align over and over again follow your heart yes Identify your heart yes, follow it. Use the heart yes check-in tool on my website, heartledliving.com. Go to the homepage, you'll see it there. Use it. Help support yourself in remembering what it is to align with your heart yes, to what it feels like, and what's the experience of the energy of yes within you. Remind yourself those things that bring you joy and invite them into your life. Do them more often so that you can start to have that experience again and change your default settings. Be aware of how you are showing up in life. Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, how do I feel on the inside and how do I look on the outside? Is it a match? If I'm feeling happy within, does it show on my face? Be ready to smile. Have your smile on the ready. Because when we extend and smile and others smile back, it reinforces that joy and that happiness within us. It reinforces that connection we have to one another. It reinforces that connection we have to ourselves. It becomes a gift, a beautiful gift for you and for everyone. So authentic joy and authentic happiness can arise organically, naturally, when you're following your heart, yes, when you're in alignment with your true heart, yes. So let go of the seeking, searching, yearning, and recognize that it's within you. So then it's a question of, how do I change my default setting? Where and how do I remove these blocks? Where am I blocked and how do I remove them? Where am I blocking happiness and joy? Where am I stopping it? And what's the programming that's leading to me stopping it? The beautiful thing when you ask those questions, they bring you inward as opposed to outside of yourself. They bring you within and help you discover and reflect and go inside to expose what needs to heal. And your heart will point you in the direction. It'll point you to the healers you're meant to work with or the coach you're meant to work with or the practitioner, or it'll point you to the book that you're meant to read or the music that will inspire you. It'll. Your heart will lead you to every detail, the perfect recipe to realign with authentic joy and happiness is already programmed within your heart. Your heart knows, your inner spirit knows, the divine knows exactly what you need, exactly when you need it, to open up to authentic joy and happiness again. Your role is to say yes. Yes to the healing, yes to the awareness, yes to the shifts, yes to change whatever needs to change. Yes to making a conscious choice. That's where it all begins, with the energy of yes. So right here, right now, my invitation is just say yes. Begin there, see what happens. I say yes to this program. I say yes to sprinkling your heart and your life with love and insight and guidance. I wake up every morning and I say yes to life I make a conscious choice to offer all my life over to spirit and say, guide me, lead me, direct me. I live life by divine. And if I forget, I make a conscious choice in that moment to forgive and to realign. And that brings me joy and that brings me happiness and witnessing the miracles in other people's lives and the shifts that happen. It's priceless. You can't measure joy and happiness that is delivered in in that capacity when we witness others making the shifts and aligning with their true heart yes, their true heart's path. For me, that's my greatest joy. So it is my honor to be here with you, to share my life with you, to share these messages and to infuse your life with as much love as possible so that you can experience authentic joy and authentic happiness as you align with your heart, yes. Until next week, I see you, I love
0: you, I appreciate you. Namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global Heartland Living community at heartlandliving.com. That is heart, L-E-D, living.com.